You are on Line of Sight, a War Machine and Hordes podcast for new and experienced players, sponsored by Broken Egg Games. to episode number 50 of my site. My name's Chandler. I'm here with Jade, and how's it going? I'm painting a warp wolf, so it's either going fantastic or terrible, depending on who you ask. Right now, terrible, but we'll see how this Right now, terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, it's five seconds into circle salt. Well done, team. We've done, we've <laughs> done a well. record. Yeah. And uh, we're also here with Brett. How's it going, Brett? Hi, I'm here. I'm salty about... Actually, I'm less salty about circle. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, it's, yeah, post lock and load. So we're all, we all went to lock and load, and we're, we're recovering. Lotusode. Lock and lotusode? Lock and lotusode? <laughs> lock and lotusode? I don't know, man. Um, yeah, so that was fun. They held it in, uh, the Hilton this year, a little bit of a different venue from the last handful of years at the glorious Maiden Bower gigantic center thing. I miss the Maiden Bower. I kind of did, too. They had everything sort of split up into different sections, and it sort of, like, made it so, like, if you just weren't in the same section, you just didn't see anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you were just split off from everyone. Um, As the stayed in the Con Hotel, I'm very happy they made the change. <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah. But as somebody who always stays out of the Con Hotel, it's, uh, yeah. I didn't like it yeah. as much personal, but I don't know. I got what they were going for. Um, yeah, so that means that news is a lot of crap, to be honest. Um, they showed off the uh, Monster Apocalypse stuff, which is pretty cool. Um, I'm all in on the Tyrannosaurus faction. I don't even need to know anything else about it. Yeah, you know, I was pretty glad to hear that they were saying that you could, like, mix up the fact, like, the good guy and the bad guy factions. Um, oh, yeah, because you get your, like, alliance, right? Yeah, so you could kind of just play with whatever. Um, well, that's not how it was originally. Did you, did oh, you I, don't know, I don't know. I don't know anything about old Monster Apocalypse. So okay. I'm, I owned a bunch in, of old Monster Apocalypse. Blind. Yeah, yeah, that was before my that was, that was before my private breast time. So, um, yeah. Uh, I mean, sh- there's a significant <laughs> chance that at War Machine Weekend I will be doing nothing but playing Monster Apocalypse. So, <laughs> and then they showed off some new game, but we don't know anything about it except that there was really funny versions. Riot Quest. That's the one, and they Riot had Riot Quest. I mean, they had Boom Howler with a minigun, so it can't be can't be bad, right? And Iris even more pissed off than usual. Yeah. Oh, did you guys see the mini crate Iris? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that thing is gorgeous. Yeah. They give her like these crazy huge angel wings. She looks intense. And Um, she's not riding her battle chimney, so I don't know if she's gonna be. uh, (laughs) She's not Iris. One, two, or three. Um. Yeah. So uh, let's see what else. It's Iris Angel. That's that's two. It's true. Okay. Um, For the first time sense. ever, uh, Private Press made an announcement about Circle that didn't want me to immediately throw all my Circle models in the trash. Nice. Um, which one? <coughs> they went through the Barn CID, and they were all oh, they okay. were actually reasonable changes that made me excited about the faction. Yeah. That's that's fair. I've no, yeah. see I've I've known about most of those for a long time now, so I I forget what was known and what was not. <laughs> um, the Iona stuff was all new to me. Um, yeah, okay, she looks cool. I'll give you that. The ley line, um, battle, or structure thing looks freaking awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. There's some cool stuff there. They, they should have a few different, um, 
themes that are going to be getting CIDs over the next little while. Um, <laughs> and not pirates. Yeah, and okay, so there was a... Also not... Um... Nah, never mind, I can't remember what it was. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, there was actually a, a comment about that, about the pirates oh, okay. that I found. Um, <clears throat> so a lot of people remembered a long time ago that uh, back when like they were first telling us what CIDs were going to be happening this year, um, yeah. The list they had was Exemplar. They had the Kador one. They had Legion. They had um, Exemplar and Tharn, and then they had uh, Talion, Talion Charter. Right. Um, and then we got to this, and not only was, was nothing in Talion shown, but we had another mark with Steelheads shown. And it was actually commented at one point that uh, Talion Charter was nowhere on their schedule. Basically, it was just not something they were working on. So apparently this is kind of a case of like them talking about things way, way, way too early. Um, <laughs> Which and they've then, never done before. Yeah, totally not. <laughs> and uh, the, the Italian Charter stuff was brought up in that Insider, but it really shouldn't have been, in that it was very conceptual and wasn't something that ended up sticking. Um, apparently the Steelhead stuff was actually all supposed to have been released with Mark III Prime. Ooh, um, wow. Yeah, yeah, it, I saw it was, that. It was supposed to be part of the initial release of the edition, but it just never really panned out that way, um, and they, I guess, didn't finish it up or like any number of things. So they they worked it in as part of the CID cycle. So that's that's what the Steelhead stuff is. Which I will say one thing I think is awesome is they're getting like three artillery, and I think that's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so much artillery. Um, I mean, they spoiled an empower, and that already makes the, yeah, the that right there. Yeah, yeah, that that, and and there was the there was like yeah, that that uh, Arcanist Steelhead Arcanist guy seemed really interesting. Um, so they showed off some yeah. cool stuff with that. They showed off some cool cool stuff with Tharn. They showed off the Exalted stuff, which included like the most ridiculous looking battle engine. Um, <laughs> I think it's so awesome. I know. That thing is so and I, cool. What was funny is I had bought a unit of Immortals not like twelve hours before. <laughs> like I just was like, hey, I found these cheap, and I've been wanting to collect this anyway, so I, I picked them up. And then next thing we know, they're like, it's an exalted theme. Which actually, this is interesting. This is another thing I learned from a similar announcement: is that is not the CID score we're originally going to have. Yep. Um, apparently, it was more of just kind of like a there's like a melee, like a general kind of melee scorn theme thing that they were going to do, but it never really conceptually panned out. And they ended up working, in, and, and that battle engine was part of like a different CID, but they were like, well, let's just do Exalted, since we've already got some stuff for that, and we can... I, I thought it was more of like a production thing, because the <laughs> battle engine that's was ready to I, go. Yeah, that's what I understood, yeah. Um, there was actually a lot of really interesting comments in, in kind of the CID dev hangout. Like, apparently, uh, Scorn Construct War Beasts, which I've talked about as something that'd be really cool, was a thing they, they toyed around with, but due to production issues, just never happened and has been scrapped indefinitely yeah like, speaking of which I, I feel sorry for any poor commissioning painter who has to paint that battle engine uh, especially if they're like yeah. um i do a jade scheme which takes uh 16 layers <laughs> yeah. i will never do that yeah, <laughs> ever an adventure that thing looked intense i mean you should me and jaden were sitting there like is it, it's a warlock no and they keep like panning out and like it's <laughs> it's a construct beast no, oh, yeah, because no. they started, like, super zoomed in on the sword, Yeah, and right? they kept, like, coming out, and we were like, structure? <laughs> and then they're like, battle engine. I was like, oh. And what I really want is I just want it to slide around like a laggy video game character. Like, it's just, <laughs> its feet stay perfectly together, and it just kind of cruises around the battlefield. That's, okay, so, <clears throat> something crazy. I don't know if you guys ever saw this, but there was a guy, there's a, there was a website called Captain Spud is Awesome. Yeah. Um... And the dude is like this insane sculptor, right? 
So a few years ago, and this was on the old Privateer Press forums in the miniature painting section, he sculpted a Scorn battle engine that looked a lot like that with, like, three arms, multiple swords in the heads. Four arms, yeah. And it looked almost exactly like that. And Yamla Machine painted it, and it's gorgeous as heck. And I just want to find whoever owns it now and steal it because, like... (laughs) Yeah, it got brought up in the Scorn page recently, so somebody posted it, um, like, today. Um and yeah, it was based off of art of what I believe this battle engine actually is, if I remember correctly. So that's okay. part, part of what that makes sense. a little bit similar. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what else was going on. So they announced Infernals. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a War Machine which faction. Is a war machine which faction, does not which, work. Yes. Uh, it, it surprised me because I expected them to be doing a War Machine Hordes back and forth, but apparently that's not what they're doing. Not, not to say that they ever said they were doing that. That's just what I thought they were doing. Yeah, but it's not necessarily a focus faction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did say that it's it's pretty weird, which I'm excited about. I think that's the thing that eventually I sort of petered out on Crucible Guard with. Was I was like, uh, I think with these new fa- like I want something kind of weird. You know, like Grim- yes. Grimkin kind of was a little more left field, and so they, they've they've got something kind of interesting going on. And, and Infernal feels like, like they're kind of TikToking between that, right? With yeah, Grimkin, probably. Bruce Walker than this. They just don't want every faction, every new faction, to have some kind of quirk. But yeah, yeah every every couple, it's probably fine. Um, yeah, so that's that's pretty interesting. Um, yeah, apparently they're using they're not allocating or using focus in a way that we really have before, so it's a little bit different. Infernal's in the lore. They they have a very they go way back. So it's not it's not like Grimkin where they were kind of like poked at, but like were barely a part of anything. But Infernals were like a fairly core part to a lot of aspects of, of the story in that they're literally why humans have magic. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, some people had actually, um, based on the lore, worked out that this is about when Infernals should have shown up. That's part of why people thought Grimkin were going to be Infernals when they were announced. Um, hmm, that's interesting. Kind of, yeah, because basically when when uh, Thamar or whatever uh, did the he did the deal with the Infernals to give humans access to magic, and mm-hmm. after a thousand years the Infernals were going to come back and fuck everything up basically, and it's it's been approximately a thousand years since that point. Um, oh. And so the old witch, she's like she like let out the Grimkin to be like the Infernals are coming. We need something a lot scarier than us in the way basically, <laughs> and so that's that's what her whole thing was. Um, huh. I am oddly so much more excited for this faction now knowing that they're really interesting and like their their big thing within the lore is they're they're very much about like doing deals like they they'll give you something but you they'll take something in return right so I'm I'm very interested to see like if that shows up in game mechanics or or what that ends up looking like um, we we were kind of having fun in the in the storyline just talking about stupid ideas of like what if you like buffed enemy models but nerfed them as well and like. You know, like do buffs and debuffs at the same time, kind of. You kind of you get plus six speed, but minus five strength. Yeah, like weird things like that. You know, yeah, it's kind of interesting. But they they look really interesting. There was a there was a bit of concept art actually in the um, Iron Arena prizes, kind of similar to the old ones we saw with Crucible Guard and whatnot. Um, there's there's some sweet infernal art on the uh, 14 inch Broken Egg Games War Sticks. Yes. Um. So yeah, it's kind of there. There's it's like this really tall, lanky looking thing, so it'll be interesting to see what, what those look like. So I expect we won't see much for a while, kind of similar with Crucible Guard, where it's pretty quiet for a while, but um, you know, another six months or so, we might start really seeing something. I know, like, with Crucible Guard War Machine Weekend, we started seeing our first, like, proper 3D renders and stuff, so um, I would expect something by then, probably. Yeah. Um, speaking speaking of War Machine Weekend, uh, sure. that was when we we got the sculpts for the Factions of Christmas CID last year, Yes. Yeah, and it's been confirmed that that is not a thing that's happening again. 
like um, yes and no. Yes. Um, basically, because some people were just like, they're just not doing it. They said they were. Well, every, every faction, they are still planning on, it sounds like, making sure that everybody's kind of getting something every year. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's not going to be like a Christmas-centric thing. They're going to spread it out, make it a part of various CIDs. Apparently kind of the big, like, multi-faction, everybody was involved, Christmas CID was just a little much. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I saw Pagani during that CID at Attack X, and he looked like he hadn't slept in forever. Yeah, <laughs> um, so they're just kind of spreading it out a little bit. So they showed off some new things. They had the Initiates of the Order of the Wall, so new Paladin units, really interesting. Yep. Um, they had the Clockatrice, which looked great. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh um, my gosh, I'm so just excited for that. Grimkin Grim Heavy Warby. Yeah, Grimkin Heavy Warby. Nothing else. <laughs> we've been um, excited. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, they had a Kador model that I forget. It's like a caster attachment, right? The, the Greylord Grim attachment. attachment. Yeah. Um, also the Ret Flying Battle Engine of Doom. Yes. Yeah. Seems <laughs> the Ret out of Falcon. Yep. So, I mean, they're, yeah, there's stuff scattered throughout you know, of, of kind of various scales. So um, we'll be seeing that kind of throughout the year. So those things that were shown, like the Grimkin stuff and and all that, is stuff we, I think, can kind of expect. It, it sounded like they were kind of expecting to see some some pair of that by the end of the year um, mm-hmm. as far as see it getting worked into CIDs and maybe starting to see models or whatever. But uh, it's not going to be just like a lump Christmas thing, which I think is cool, to be honest. Um, I like that it's kind of spread throughout the year. You, you kind of have something that... Especially mm-hmm. if you play like a couple factions, you can kind of expect to like have one or two toys throughout the year if, if you don't have a CID. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I didn't think about how long news was going to be until I realized this was the lock and load <laughs> thing. Uh, I'm trying to think, what else did I miss? So, Crucible Guard pre-released. They're not like out out yet, but um, stuff's going to be starting to release over the next couple of months. Hopefully, you don't want any Warcasters because you're not getting any for a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Um, they announced that nothing is going to be body for uh, Crystal yeah. Guard. Yeah, there's no Correct. black anchor heavy stuff. Which is really good news for Europe. Yes, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, and I'm almost bad. 100% certain that's why. Yeah. Yeah. And bad news for my scheme to buy 10 Vulcans and sell them in Poland. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep, they had... had most of the Crucible Guard stuff pre-released there at Lock and Loads, a couple things that weren't there, but, um, and then, uh, they had the Shrine of a Lawgiver, which is five pieces, in case anybody's curious how hard that thing is to put together. Um, <laughs> it's a little. It's very few. The tower is two pieces. Okay. It's like, <laughs> it's just a, it's just two, and they're, they're full, they're not hollow at all. It's like two just blocks of resin that you just glue together. And then, <laughs> um, and then you have the Menefix on top, which is like tiny, and then two tiny little flames by the doors, and that's like <laughs> literally the entire model. Um, the only thing I will say it's for really anybody, model. yeah, for anybody curious about the modeling aspect, um, the connection point between the the towers is like the tiniest bit crooked. At least it was on mine, and I believe it was on the other one that we put together. It's not a huge deal. You just kind of need to file it down, um, but it's like it's not perfect. <laughs> um, and the Exemplar Warder and Sirenia and the Cinerator Officer and all that glorious stuff was there. So, I mean, you have to pay some price for uh, Unlimited Bastions. It's true. Um, also, uh, Hollow Holden was there, which I got for Jaden and promptly forgot to give to him, so I still have that, it. That is correct. I yes. was he, is, he, is, he, is, he is in my bag right now. Um, <laughs> yep. So he's pretty cool. And uh, yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> yep, yeah, I picked him up for him. I mean, I, I don't really care. It's not like I'm playing Grimkin at the moment. Yeah. And so, yeah. 
Um, is there anything else you guys can think of as far as like news? I mean, there's a lot of like things, but as far as kind of more general news for just talking about the con as a whole. Um, there's some sweet new P3 paints out that I forgot to buy. That's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they have the Crucible Yard stuff. Um, yeah, those are neat. Um, so as far as the actual weekend, um, guess we're just kind of kind of recap how that went. Mine wasn't super exciting, but I do have a couple things. Um, so I'll talk about I'll talk about that a little bit and I'll let you guys do your thing. Um, okay. So I I kind of like I, was, I had kind of a funny. I got there on Thursday and dropped um, we dropped one of the guys who's driving with us off at the hotel and I went and looked at the schedule and just like the second I looked at the schedule I was like you know what I just want to fuck around in Iron Arena for three days. <laughs> That's a great way. To- yeah, I was just like, I, I'm not like feeling going and throwing my face into Masters, especially since I'm kind of like sitting here waiting on the exemplar changes. Um, so my list, my pairs all feel kind of like, eh, eh. <laughs> there's, mm-hmm. there's so much more stuff coming out soon. So I just went in and ended up kind of chilling in Iron Arena. So I got to meet a lot of uh, awesome fans, which was super cool. Played a ton of games, um, including I like super speed painted uh, Sirenia, Two Warders, and my Shrine. Um, so that on Saturday I was able to continue playing fully painted with with those, although they weren't really based in any reasonable way. But um, off the ground? Hmm? Yeah, I, I could. I had basing stuff with me. I just didn't do it. I just didn't do it. They were just they were just what they were. But they were painted, so whatever. Um, so that was nice. Yeah, I played a ton of Sirenia. Uh, threw together just like a basic kind of exemplar looking list with Sirenia and a shrine and errands and stuff, and I had a really good time with that. That was a lot of fun. I'm um, glad you didn't do the Cinerators just so you could sweet milk. So this I, one's POW-12. I, yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. I didn't expect that the Cinerator officer was going to be there in his own blister, so I didn't bring my Cinerators, unfortunately. Oh, okay. I kind of wish I had, because they would have been sword. I don't know. I probably wouldn't have played with them, because it's... I just... even offered to bring mine, Chandler. I know, but they're, they're so different at that point. Like, I was like, see, and it's like three points more, and power strength higher for whatever reason and I was like just feels really therapy to play with that um the only thing kind of of note uh, aside from just getting to meet a lot of really awesome people and, and play a ton of fun games was I, I did get a chance to play a game with Jason Souls um the actual like lead game designer of War Machine um he was there with his uh just Venger Krios 3 Vengers blob and he was playing all CID stuff and I was not so that was fun um <laughs> I, I dropped the Sirenia list I've been playing all day and um, I ended up overall winning the attrition game, winning on scenario, but then getting slightly too close to two Avengers, at which point it was over, because uh, two Avengers under three ass killed just about anything, turns out. Serenia <laughs> um, exploded. Um, but that was kind of interesting, because he was, he had the full kind of current exemplar, like CID packet with him, um, which he was playing off of, uh, which was funny, because he was marking like all boxes like in pencil, and then like remarking them from game to game, it was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was really cool to actually get a chance to like talk to him because I've not really ever done that before. Um, and then the the only thing of of note to anybody who's curious about the exemplar stuff, and I posted this on Facebook earlier, but um, was that Fire of Salvation's bond had actually changed, so it wasn't dispel anymore. Instead, he was getting divine inspiration from Krios, which uh, that's for anybody who doesn't know is an additional die on attack and damage rolls, dropping the lowest. Um, mm-hmm. That affects real good. Uh, mm-hmm. That makes that Jack utterly horrifying. Um, he, I, I don't know if he'll, I don't know if he'll pop into Krios one yet because he's just not really his playstyle. But uh, Krios mm-hmm. two, Krios three, I think Fire Salvation kind of enters the like, do play this Jack <laughs> territory. 
Um, See, so I was watching the game. Here's some of my funny notes. Um, I like that he was playing CID Menoth, and you weren't. Yep, I was. I was still. I was still playing my errands with assault. <laughs> it, was, it was good. It was great. Um, I like that he crevassed an errant. Yes. And he went so that okay. Yeah. Fun story about this. Jason Souls does not know what errands do. I, I discovered this. He came at the end of that game going, "I should get some of those." <laughs> this is great. Um, yeah, he kept trying to proc things off errant kills. It was great. Like he he crevassed one and he's like busting out a spray template. I'm like, I'm not I'm not gonna let you kill that one. I'm gonna kill a different one. He's like, oh, oh, that's really good. It's <laughs> like, yeah, 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 it is. <laughs> it's, it's pretty solid. Yep, that was that was fun. Um, we also chatted about tactician for a while. What, uh, wasn't the exact quote about errants? Wow, those are freaking annoying. Yeah, he said. He said. Yeah, he was saying that their sacrifice ability was freaking annoying. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yep, kind of, kind of is, isn't it?" Glad I did this after the CID. Yeah, that's. I was like, I was like, as a guy who played Circle for most of Mark II. Uh, yeah, yeah, let me tell you, I fucking hate errands. <laughs> when you rely on killing things to berserk and sprint forever, like errands are just the worst. Anyway, you're talking about tactician. Yeah, so we talked about Tactician, and it feels sort of in line with kind of his vision for the game, where you're not playing with a skill perpendicular to, like, the tactics of the game. Um, but we also talked about how it's interesting how, in specific uses, it actually increases the power level of models. Um, I specifically brought up Grail, and I love his Tactician, how it's very transformative for his army. Um, he mentioned that he's not going to try and get uh, Tactician, like, 100% of models, Um but he could see, you know, getting it to, like, some subset of each faction. Yeah, um, he, he, he made a comment about it, it showing up somewhere in every faction would be something he'd be all right with, you know. Yeah, I, I think if it, I think if every single model had Tactician all the time, that would be bad. But yeah. I think having, like, one or one theme per faction that has access to Tactician is perfectly fine. Yeah, I kind of got the impression during my game that nobody had really killed his Bastion Seneschal that weekend. Um <laughs> Because he was he was using tactician really heavily, and then suddenly I I got Gravis on it and killed it, and uh, he suddenly like was having a really hard time moving things around, and he's like, it's funny how much harder it is to move your things around when they can't move through each other. I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was kind of cool. So some fun insights out of that. Uh, I had to talk with him for a little while, but uh, otherwise I just kind of chilled in Iron Arena and watched all the good prizes go away before I got there. So that was, <laughs> that was, I got some corpse tokens. Yeah. Anyway, what did you guys do? Did you guys do anything interesting? <laughs> um, Not really. I played Masters and yeah. then had dinner. Have Masters, though. <laughs> so I played four games. <laughs> okay, that's good. I assume they were against factions. <laughs> that's solid. <laughs> so here's the thing. So I played four games. Um, I must have won them all. Uh, I get to the fifth game, and it's like 10 o'clock at night, and I've been playing since 8 in the morning. Yep. Um, so I said, you know what? Fuck it. I just, <laughs> I'm already in Iron Gauntlet. I'm already in Warm Machine Weekend. I'm just going to concede, and I'll go get dinner. So, <laughs> so I do so, and I go get dinner with someone whose opponent didn't show up, and so he's 4-1 uh, as well. <laughs> and um, he's like, yeah, my strength schedule is so good, I'm totally going to get in. And so we go back that night, and he's all excited. He's like, yeah, I'm going to be the one, four, and one that gets in. He's like, he, 
looks at the sheet, he looks at me, he looks at the sheet, he looks at me, he says, I'm going to murder you. <laughs> Still got so in. I, didn't play the last game. <laughs> completed my way into the, into the top four. Excellent. So, well done, Brett. <laughs> and that just goes to show, strength of schedule is pure black magic that you have no control over. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. Pretty much. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. how's Masters for you doing? Uh, so it was really weird. Um, I played against almost exclusively Iron Gauntlet people on day one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, round one I get Andrew Vickering, who's, like, a really good Crix player from Victoria. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who came third at Seattle Open. Um, but he had two dude lists, so I played my Grim list, and I trampled my Hooch Hollers through all 49 of his models. <laughs> Not my Hooch Hollers, my War Wagons. Some yeah, style. War Wagons. Um, the second round, I got paired with Christopher Wedding. And uh, for those of you who don't know who Christopher Wedding is, you should know who Christopher Wedding is. <laughs> He's one of the best players in Europe, and... The only reason I won that particular game is because I realized at about 30 minutes in that he'd only been playing Signar for like a month, and he wasn't quite sure how to move his army around. So I just started throwing models at him, and eventually he clocked. <laughs> um, which felt like dirty cheating, but man, it was the only way I was going to win that I game. Think, at the end of that I think game, everybody, I think at the end of any kind of like really good run, everybody's got at least one game that they were like, that one was a little dubious, but I'll take it. <laughs> Like me playing against Circle every time. Like, like, like Brent every round. <laughs> just, whoa, it's okay, I should have died, but all right, dice. <laughs> Teasing. Anyway, <but> so <laughs> at, at the end of that game, um, I had Borka and an Earthborn and my Roombearer left, and he had half a unit of Commandos and Ironclad Triumph, all of his Long Gunners, and like Siege completely untouched. And it was like, oh... Okay. All right. Um, I'll take it. Uh, I do not understand why trench or long gunners are allowed to be what they are. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> they, I've had this well, discussion too many times. Well, it's because the trench dog is so expensive. Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> so th- that game was really interesting because we both agreed that if my dice had been even remotely close to average, I probably would have won on scenario. But instead, I just never hit a model. There was a turn where I literally did not land an attack. Um, and, like, then his, on his turn, three aiming trencher long gunners killed two ba- battle bears in a trench. Yep, that makes sense. Seems yeah. Good. I mean, rat, like, 13 or whatever is a thing. Yeah, basically. <clears throat> um, and it's like, dice off five, and I'm like, okay, well, they're probably not dying. He's like, um... It wasn't dice off five, it was like dice off four or three. And he's like, I will re-roll that damage roll. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah... Great. <laughs> like Morvana 2 all over again. Yeah, it's, it's Morvana 2 in a unit. Um, anyway, so that round was odd. <laughs> then I played into a circle player who didn't really know what Tanith did and really didn't know what Berka did. And um, I, I still know exactly what Tanith does. And so that game was not very close. Um, he, ran, he ran his fulcrum over to the edge of the table, so I ambushed bears into it and killed it. And then he charged a World Warden after those bears and killed one of them. So then I moved them around him and I ambushed more bears and I killed that World Warden. Um, it's just a never-ending sea of bears. Yeah. <laughs> bears all the way down. What, what are they and, doing over there? I don't know. And then like other <clears throat> other key things is like 
he let me assault his sentry stone turn one with fire eaters and kill it. Um, he put uh, admonition on a wold warden and then cast the wold warden's animus. <laughs> um, so I was able to charge an earthborn into it and then feet. It's good to it's good to know all of the bad synergy in your army before you. Yeah, so I felt I felt pretty bad about that game. We, we had a pretty long discussion about it afterwards, and I think yeah. it's probably not actually a fantastic matchup for Borka, but it's totally doable. But in this particular instance, it was a bit of a blowout. Um, and then I played into Denegra 2 with five Slayers and Deathjack, and I got to go first because Krill Company theme, that's its only good thing about it. <laughs> um, well, that and War Wagons. And... Uh, so I got to go first, and I ran at him as far as I could, and I gave him the option of getting to Jet Jack into any of three of my huge bases. Um, he could get into a War Wagon, into a Hooch Holler, or into the Sea King. And he wisely chose, but he would have had to Hellmouth his own Death Jack and cast Damnation. So he wasn't, like, going to even be close to, like, optimized, and, and then he would be on zero. So he goes for the War Wagon, and then I kill Death Jack, and I almost kill three other Slayers, and I pop Grim's feet, and the game just kind of deteriorates from there as there's not really anything left that can kill my seeking if i play smart and grim stayed like 26 inches from denegra the entire game and camped for every turn um because you know what i've seen her kill things from distances that should not be possible oh yeah and then uh the last round of day one i played into colin hill so again i'm just playing against all these scrubs right (laughs) Um, and he, he played Raskin to me and I played Grim cause I just wanted to see where Grim, how, how Grim could do. Um, and I got to go first, which was huge cause we'll work for food is not really a good theme if you don't get to go first, Brett, right? Overtake's pretty good. Uh, sure. But I have four huge bases. <laughs> hey, he'll Still... over, he'll overtake four times that game. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Four solid overtakes you get. Uh, I was able to run my things far enough and for long enough that despite another string of horrific dice rolls, I forced Raskin into the kill box so he didn't die. And he had to go for, like, a long-range assassination attempt on me that did not work. And then he conceded, which was... Yay. Because I, w- I would have died if, if... Well, he was a little low on clock. He spent a lot of time in the tank. <laughs> oh, it sounds like every Colin game. <laughs> yeah. So, so at the end of the game, he had, like, eight minutes left, and I had about 35 um, and he'd gone into that turn with about 19, and he was just like, I can't I can't try to win this game on attrition now because I don't have enough time to do that. So I was like, okay. It's like the, it's like the old days where he'd just sit there and stare at you for a while and then kill you with blood pack. <laughs> like, oh, good. Excellent. <laughs> is, that, is that what happened? Yeah, man. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, that was, that was my Master's Day one run. Um, and I played War Machine from 10.30 a.m. to 11.40 p.m., and all of my games, except for one, went to 110 minutes or longer. Seems pretty good. So I uh, I get back from dinner. Uh, I realize I'm in, and so I decide to play a board game until 4 o'clock in the morning. Smart, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> Brett, Brett is a paragon of competition here. <laughs> this is how you win events, people. Take notes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, I'm no better. We stayed up until like 2.30. <coughs> that is true. I'm a little worried that I'm turning into Tom Guan, but other than that. <laughs> eventually, um, eventually, you'll just be traveling all over the world playing like five different games competitively. That's just how, <laughs> how it ends. 
So, yeah, so I got four hours of sleep, and then Masters happened. Yep. Um, which case I played into two Ostroms, once on stream. Um, apparently there were... Uh, so people came up to me after my my stream game, and they were like, ooh, that was pretty contentious. I, I, don't, I don't know about that. I'm like, I... Wait, what? What are you? What are you talking about? Um, we were we. I like to play against intention, um, which means if I run into an actual cheater, then I'm in trouble. Um, <laughs> I have no problem with the how the game went or anything that happened in it. Um, we played to intention. We talked about everything beforehand. Um, the stream wasn't aware of everything we were talking about. Um, probably Jeff should have let me tap his models rather than tapping them himself. It's something I usually do um, in order to show that, yes, I'm okay with it, um, and note, and that obviously he should have done that move, and everyone can see it. Um, but that, that's probably the only only problem. Sure. Yep. Um, All the cheating. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> the difference between like, cheating and playing against intentions is hard to tell without the uh, hearing our voices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have to be there hearing it. For yeah. sure. Um. Yeah, and I played into Brandon. It's Andrews, right? Yep. Not not Anderson. Um, and that game was interesting, and it boiled down to I have not played enough with my lists. <clears throat> so when he asked me, times before what <laughs> the list you'd played three times before this tournament? Uh, was it even three? I I actually only <laughs> put it on the table twice. Um. <laughs> anyway, so. Brandon at some point goes, return fires on all attacks, right? And I was like, yeah, sure. Because we were like at 20 minutes on the clock. And I figured, he's Brandon. He knows my rules better than I do because he's Brandon. And um, that ended up not being the case. And we found out after the game when Travis gave us both a warning. (laughs) Had you used return fire before then? No. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, uh, so so let's consider. My first round I played Grim. Grim sat on four, trying not to die to Scar every turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second type of Grim was in a Denegra 2, where Grim sat on 4, trying not to die every turn. And the third time I played Grim was in Tarask, where Grim sat on 4, trying not to die every turn, because I knew that Colin was going to try to kill me. So, like, that was the first time I think I'd ever cast that spell. Um, ever. So, here's the only time I've ever cast that spell. It was, it was actually against Jeff. Uh, the LVO Finals. It was my only out in um, Grim versus Raven. <laughs> I'm like, all right, so here's the game plan. I put Return Fire the Glacier King. He stupidly <laughs> with Raven, uh, and I crit back and, and knock him down during his activation. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, that, that game was... Good spell. <laughs> it's, it's a good spell, but it's uh, it's not as good as we thought it was. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh... We found out after the after the fact. Uh, Brandon was a fantastic sport about it. Um, I hope to play against him some other time in the near future, where I know exactly what I'm doing now. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, that that game does not sit well with me. That's that's the one that I'm like that one was dubious. Ah uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I played against him next. Um, I was again against Ostrom, um, and I lost another fifty fifty. Um, he actually feeded on the bottom of one in order to kill two Thrulgs, and it was fucking hilarious. Wow. Yeah, and I think it ended up winning him the game. So it's like, I guess, I guess that was the right play. Um, yeah. Interesting. So then I went and took a nap. Mm-hmm. Um, I played against 
awesome in the finals and you can see it on stream and that game i was 100 percent certain i had lost after turn two um i did not get to go first i rolled a one and jeff rolled a six um and on the second turn awesome feats snipes gorman and runs a gun bunny between two of my battle engines uh -oh. and and then blinds his gun bunny and both of my battle engines that seems all right yeah, um, and it's on a standoff, so we're like not on actually like a dead scenario, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so I am able to ambush some scouts or my pig lookouts, which, by the way, are the like secret MVPs of that list, mm -hmm. um, and contest the zone. And I'm also able to slam one of his gun bunnies that's engaging one of the battle engines, and then reposition into the zone. So I'm not like trivially removed. But I can't actually get to his zone, and so he scores one on my turn, then and then another on his turn. And at some point, I get to run my Seeking into his zone after I've killed off or knocked down most of his Forge Guard, because his list had no heavies in it. <clears throat> yeah. um, and at that point, uh, the game started to turn around as I was able to slowly just kill everything in the world and catch up on control points. And I've had a lot of people ask me, like, is the Seeking actually that important? And my answer is yes, 100% yes. If I had not been a Sea King, I would have lost that game. Because um, the Sea King had three models in front of him and then the objective, and Awesome Strangle held him, and I was two and a half inches away from the objective. <laughs> but because I was the Sea King, I was able to sweep, kill all three models, and then buy two attacks on the objective and kill it, and then score two points that turn instead of scoring zero points that turn. And all of a sudden, it was like he had to be very afraid because I can actually score a lot more than he can once all of his infantry are dead. Um, and then, yeah, I just slowly ground out. Um, at one point uh, in the second to last turn, his his double strangleholds failed to stick. And, like, uh, apparently the entire Twitch stream was like, assassinate, assassinate, assassinate. And then I just ran my Sea King to engage him and scored two points instead. And they were like, aw. Like, <laughs> that, that is not the kind of player that I am, folks. <laughs> That is, yep. That is not how that will ever happen. Yeah. Um. And and, and then yeah, Awesome tried to kill the Sea King and failed, and Jeff conceded. Oh, he didn't get like five crit decapitates in a row. He got two. <laughs> God, <laughs> that's pretty good. <clears throat> uh, but he still left it on like close to twenty health because he's dice off six. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta love stuff like crit decapitate you know just like randomly kill something you have absolutely zero business killing like I've watched like Rias like three shot a Hyperion and you're just like well alrighty <laughs> yeah. I, guess, I mean guess that's how that went to be honest if he <clears throat> killed the Sea King at that point in time I still would have scored his matter. zone because I had yeah. the, I had the battle engine in it and his <laughs> only remaining models other than Awesome were four gun bunnies that spent the entire game engaged by battle engines and outside of his control area yeah so seems solid. And that was the finals. Yeah, man. that was the finals. Nice. Jin won the Lock and Load Masters. Yes. <laughs> or, eh, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say what Jeff calls it. Do it. Not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I just gotta win it next year. And then yeah. It'll be good. Well, no, you gotta win Gen Con because they've only given out oh, two Lord. of those anybody official parts. Anybody want to? Anybody want to pay me to go to Gen Con? Because, because <laughs> like, fuck, I've tried to, I've priced out Gen Con before, and it's like, oh no, <laughs> nope, <laughs> that's not happening. Yeah, that's that's like over a grand of my life that I don't need spending. 
Um, that there's going to be a feet token, a new feet token that doesn't belong to someone on this podcast. Damn. Um, I mean, I could unless, just like, unless you go in it, Brett. Yeah, I'm not doing yeah, that. Yeah, and then you could just give it, and then you could give it to me, and then we'll all have one. It's perfect. Also, a thousand dollars out of my life. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> Man, if I lived by Gen Con, I'd be all over it. But like the travel plus tickets plus like getting there every day, mm. I was like, oh no. This is this so. Is so here's what we actually trip. do then. We just need a line of sight listener who's willing to let us crash in their like house, Hint. close to Gen Con, and buy me plane tickets. <laughs> <laughs> like everything about the trip was like, well, that's two hundred bucks more per thing than I wanted to spend. So never mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You ended up not doing Iron Gauntlet. <clears throat> no. So Iron Gauntlet started. Yeah. Iron Gauntlet started approximately 15 minutes after that game, after my last game. And um, believe it or not, a list that only has four huge bases in it requires a lot of brain power to use properly, because if you don't make like 12 attacks every turn, you lose uh, with every model. So I promptly dropped and went and had lunch with Tyson <laughs> and like slowly diffused for close to two hours. <laughs> yeah, seems about right. I played against uh, Aaron Allen, um, w- my WTC teammate, he's who always, I had... He's always a joy. Yeah, who I had spent the previous night um, getting a Canadian to beat the teps out of him. <laughs> <Seems good. laughs> um, so he promptly dropped a list with a bunch of galvanizers, and uh, that list... Uh, I looked at him, I said... This is my dodge. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> and I actually almost won that game, and then clocked myself because apparently that's what I do. Apparently, stop clocking yourself into convergence turn two. No, no, it was on turn six. Oh, okay, fair that's enough. That's a little better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had to remind him he had quick grievous wounds on his galvanizer. Yeah. Oh, they do have that, don't they? Yeah, so he countercharged, did five damage to the one, knocked out uh, Brian's mind, and you're like, well, it's during your uh, Lester's activation, so I guess you can heal it. I'm like, what'd you roll to hit? It's like, two fives, why? (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Aaron. Oh, yeah, that was that was actually another fun thing about um, Brandon and I's game is that he was about to move Ostrom into the middle of the field, like the kill zone to feet to catch all his forge guard. And I was like, dude, it's model unit. Yeah. And he's like, I'm staying behind this forest. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be way back here. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so it was a pretty good weekend. Yeah, I ended up leaving pretty early Sunday. We had a we had a. 13-hour drive home to do, so I was like, I think we're just going to go. There wasn't anything going on for those of us not in tournaments, so I rolled out of there. Yep, and Brett left pretty quick. I actually stayed and got a couple of games in. Um, I got to play against Will Rutan playing Armor Core, and uh, that game was super interesting. That's a rare treat, getting to play against Will. Yeah, I know. It was very interesting. I watched him play another judge. It was the rarest game of all time. <laughs> really? I sat and talked to him for a while. I was like, Will, I've never actually seen you play a game before until this weekend. And usually you're just working and stressed. He's like, yep. yep. <clears throat> for anybody who doesn't know, uh, Will Rutan uh, does uh, like all of the main judging. He pretty much runs everything that isn't like the admin side of things for Las Vegas Open. 
Um, yeah. Tyson runs everything else. He also else does and, Kingdom Con, and I yeah. think he does Phoenix Open. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a he's a busy guy and a really great judge. Yeah, so, no, he's a fantastic judge. Anyway, um, so that game was super interesting, and I should have lost, but he. There was an extremely complicated series of plays where I needed to get three shock troopers on the Doomy, but I was able to use admonition on Mulg to force those shock troopers to take free strikes if they wanted to get the Doomy, and I had one transfer, so the first shot got there, and then I admonitioned. Um, and we we talked it out, and like he had me so dead if that hadn't happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, like it wasn't even close. And I'm not gonna lie, I'm actually kind of interested in Armored Core now. Um, it looks really cool. The way. It, I mean, it's yeah. like, it's like anything West that's Coast gone through a Beetle. CID, right? You play it, and you're like, wow, this is actually really interesting. I didn't think it would be that interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, West Coast Kador is so weird. They were playing uh, the Battle Engine before it got CID'd. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, man. They actually um, stopped playing it after the CID, and they're like, it got worse. <laughs> that's Cosmo, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and Will run similar lists. Yeah. yeah. Well, so the thing that I hadn't really thought about, about the Armor Core list, right, is that um, the strike tankers are actually amazing. Uh, it, it's not watched, the suppression tankers, it's the strike tankers. I watched the strike tanker kill a unit of Bane Cav by itself. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and and, and so, so he was playing with Kozlov, and he's like, so I'm actually going to get a second strike tanker. And I was like, okay. He's like, because they have siege weapon. I was like, oh. He's like... Yeah. Uh, especially if lists like yours become popular, I'm just going to park my two um, strike tankers and my destroyer behind this forest, and I'm going to take 35 damage out of an arm 20 uh, huge base every turn. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Good oh. Luck. Enjoy. Yeah. Well, don't worry. It's only arm 23 when you're going back into it. <clears throat> yeah, basically. No big deal. Um, arm 21, 23 on Kozlov's sweet turn. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so that was a very interesting game. I also got to play Doomy 2 a couple of times to get him out of my system, um, which was fun. I got to throw the Seeking 17 inches and go base-to-base -base with a model with Admonition on it, and the guy Admonitioned away, and I was like, I don't care. He's <laughs> like, what do you mean you don't care? I'm like, I have four-inch reach. <laughs> you avoided this attack. Yeah. Um, and then I also got to play, I don't know if you guys remember Dan from uh, Elvio. We, we played that game where like mm -hmm. Chandler and Pagani coached both sides of the table. Yeah. And I, I put Madrak 2 on the actual physical table, or Madrak 1 for the for the first time, um, against his Chromac 2 list. And that was a very interesting game, because we spent like three hours talking through every single angle, and it came down to me needing to roll five out of six sevens to win, and I did, so I won. But if that <laughs> had not happened, I would have lost. I mean, that's just pure skill right there. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Beating um, up on circle players, man. Yeah, jeez. Count them on your own size. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we we did a really good job, like between the two of us, figuring out how to trade his heavies efficiently into my list. Um, so I needed those sevens to kill a bird with elusive that I needed out of the way of my champ, so I could charge his his second stalker. And if that had not worked, he would have had a bird, two stalkers, and Chromac against one and a half units of champs and Madrak, and that would have been it. And it was like, hmm. I don't think I actually win that fight. <laughs> yeah. So. And then we were like, hey, your list gets eight points cheaper in like three months. <laughs> it's like yeah. Brett's minions list. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> You're like, it's identical, but I just get more things. <laughs> and they're better because the Pharaoh will have Pathfinder and Soul Getterix. True that. 
maybe the stock will be Matt Seven. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Well, I think that pretty much brings us to the end of talking about Lock and Load. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, so next week, we're gonna... Steamroller. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we're going to talk about Steamroller 2018. That dropped today. Um, it's not like a ton of changes, but there's interesting ones. ones good stuff to talk about. So. All right. I'll leave you uh, with a joke about Steamroller 2018. All right. I'm on board. Okay. Feedback received. Spread the net is very different than the rest of the scenarios. We understand. We're fixing it in 18. Now they're all spread the net. (laughs) (laughs) Solid. Not wrong. Um, I I do not understand Mirage. Um, See, I'm cool with Mirage, because Harbinger is just like, yes. (laughs) Oh, you mean how one punch monk can contest both flags? Yes. (laughs) And and how, with especially a 12-inch command, she can, like, easily cover, like... Everything. All three. Like, yep. Yeah. See, that's fine. Um, that's fine with me. <laughs> the biggest problem I have with Mirage is that it's frustrating for TOs. Yes. They, yeah. It's got that flag right in the center. They change. Yeah. They change the terrain thing for like one of the methods to like within one inch. It's like ah, I see what you did there, of the center. Yep. Uh. Yeah. Anyway, we'll talk about that next week. Um. In the meantime, I want to give a big thanks to everybody who supports us on Patreon. That's a huge help for getting guys like me and Jaden out to events like this. I got Lock- feedback that they wanted more episodes like my crazy minion solo one. So yeah, people, people like a lot of those. I, I'm going to be, I want to do a protector at one soonish after the CD drops just for funsies. Yeah. And I'm bringing Chris Dancox on and we're going to talk about trolls for like three hours at some point too. So yeah, it's going to yeah. be good. Yeah. Fun, weird ones like that are a lot of fun. So, and we enjoy doing them. Plus it gives everybody else a break <laughs> when you just do like one person. Um, yeah, so, yeah, seriously, though, the, the Patreon is an absolutely massive help for all of us, and I, I met a lot of, uh, really awesome fans throughout the entire weekend, uh, it was a lot of fun playing, playing in, uh, Iron Gauntlet for that whole weekend, and, and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's really the support from that that helps us get out there and see you guys, so if you do want to check that out, that's at patreon.com slash Machine. um, also uh, a huge thanks, go ahead. Figurative support. Yes. Um, <laughs> like, like, Jaden Chandler literally need the physical support. And we all love the emotional support that we get from people saying how excited they are to see us. Yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah it's pretty fun, uh, especially like walking around the con hall wearing the line of sight shirt. I was like, wow, a lot of people know who I am. This is sweet. Yeah, <laughs> and they don't well, hate me. This is even you, better. <laughs> the funny thing about one machine is that you have to talk first. Like, I have no idea what anyone looks like, but as soon as they talk, I'm like, oh, I know who that is. <laughs> I know. Yeah, there you go. Are, yep. are, is is your face in your Facebook profile picture? Otherwise, I probably don't know who you are. <laughs> Yeah, I recognize. Can you stand kind of like your profile picture? I, I might recognize you better. <laughs> um, social media. Uh, I also want to give a big thanks to Broken Egg Games for their support. They're super awesome. Go check out the uh, Crucible Guard tokens dropped at uh, Lock and Load. They had them all up for preset. They are freaking gorgeous. Yes, they're absolutely gorgeous. And they also have the new the 11 plus inch sticks, right? 11 through 14. They have got con exclusive ones, and I believe that faction specific ones are in the works. Yeah. Um, but so I, I've played with those all weekend, and holy crap, they're freaking beautiful. Yeah, they are really cool. They had. I yeah, like how they're subtly colored. Yeah. yeah. There's there's nothing like a 13 uh, inch tall sketch of a cage rager staring at you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they make just a lot of really super awesome stuff. They've got some really good uh, licensed stuff, and yeah, go check out what they've got going on. You can go to. Their store, you can use the code LOS5CODE, you get 5% off everything on their store. You can go to our website, which is LOSWarmachine.com, 
Um, all of our stuff feeds through that, so it's a pretty easy way to just check out what we got going on. You can also find us on Twitter at LOS underscore Chandler, at LOS underscore Jaden, or at ChokeObsessed underscore LL. Um, you can email us at LOSWormahordes at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook, which is just our page line of sight. That's probably the easiest way to just see everything that we post, because it all feeds through that. So that's the podcast, it's articles, anything else we've got going on. Um, and you can oh. also message us on Facebook. Yes. I got the best alternate name for my Twitter handle. If okay. I ever make a cleric, it's going to be Choco Blessed. Oh my gosh. Excellent. You're done. You're done. <laughs> Excellent. Wonderful. Well, on that note, I think we're done this week. <laughs> all right. We'll see y'all around next week.